Morning with Jalen Nye and Daryl McIntyre is brought to you by Abe's Door Service, where service is their specialty. Visit abesdoor.ca. It's uh, 7.06 on this uh, Tuesday morning, July 18th. Thanks for joining us. It's Jalen, Daryl, the all-new this morning. Um... Week 22? Week 22, yeah, of, uh, of a grand total of 26. There you go. We can talk more about that after 8 <laughs> o'clock, shall we? Uh, on the weekend, of course, that snow, or the snow. The smoke <laughs> came in, and I don't know about you, but it when the smoke comes in, it plays with my with my head a little bit. Mm. It makes me feel stuffy, makes me feel kind of clogged up, like I've got cotton in my head, but it also just bums me out for yeah. a number of reasons. And one of them is... The fact that summer tends to be pretty short, Mm -hmm. and I feel like I've lost an entire weekend of being able to be outside and enjoying it because of that. And do the things that you want to do. For me, it was Friday was the worst of it, even though it continued in through the weekend. So now we have all this rain pouring down, and I just checked the uh, air quality health index. We're at a three. So, you know, now it's feeling better. But you're right, absolutely. It has a psychological weight on you because it's taken away some of the joy of our lives. So let's talk about the impact that that can have on us on a psychological basis. A registered psychologist, Dr. Angela Grace, is joining us this morning to just help us work our way <laughs> through it, I guess is the best way to look at it. Dr. Grace, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Well, you know, I'd love to say that I'm doing well, but in those three minutes that I was on, I was listening to to the news mm-hmm. before you started. I'm like, wildfire, low air quality. Yeah. It's actually alarming. Uh-huh. So, yeah. and and then when you when when you know when you when you said the word snow instead of <laughs> instead of rain and instead of smoke, I was like, you know what? We really our our health and well being and mental state is truly at the mercy of our weather. It's at the mercy of our air quality, our water quality, the environmental changes. And we're just bombarded. We never know. (laughs) We live in Alberta. We never know what we're going to get. I'm seeing more and more people say that, you know, Dr. Grace, saying we're just, you know, yeah, you're at the the mercy of of the weather. And we know for most people that, you know, a beautiful, sunny, blue sky day with white puffy clouds, it does boost your Mm -hmm. your moods. That's just, I, I don't know if that's just... You know the way we're made no, is, is, is is it's for real. Absolutely, Ab- absolutely. We it is so important for us to get to get that direct sunlight to get vitamin D absorbed into our skin to um, not to look directly at the sun to yeah. get but get that sun in our you know towards our eyes so that it resets our circadian rhythm. It hits our it hits our pineal gland. Um, it's so it's so good for us and so important. And because we already live in an area with with shortened summer and longer winter, we know how much that vitamin D through the skin is important, which is why when I do, you know, seasonal affective disorder in talks in the wintertime, I talk about getting that bright light, even if it has to be an artificial bright light. But now there's almost this seasonal affective disorder happening in the summer, which reduced summer with the increased wildfire smoke, um, you know, and now I know, I know our farmers are really concerned about the drought and lack of rain. So we we really truly are at the mercy 
of the weather and our environment. So Dr. Grace, you're talking about the seasonal affective disorder and, you know, blue lights and using those lights. I have one of those, uh, you know, at home. Would would that uh, go to help on those dark, dreary days when all the smoke is rolled in? Absolutely. That's what I do. I look at how much sunlight there is, and if there's not enough light in the morning, I'll be a bit sometimes I'm lazy and can't be bothered to turn the light on. I just kind of go back to bed for a bit. But those blue lights can be really can be really helpful, as well as monitoring your vitamin D. Yeah. And and we have to look at, you know, there's there's people that are mildly irritated by outdoor by changing their outdoor plans because of the air quality. Well, there's a spectrum, a continuum of others being very, very, very concerned about the impact of air quality. And, you know, I was listening to the news before, um, before you came on, and we do have to think about people's quality of life, people with asthma, people who are now impacted by the sequelae of long COVID, women who are pregnant, um, children. We really do have to look after the ABCs of health. And, and first aid first, the air quality, breathing, and the impact on circulation. Mm-hmm. If we're getting those toxic chemicals into our lungs from poor air quality and smoke, then it's definitely going to impact what is going to the cells in our bodies. So we really have to be aware of our health and the mental health. So I know there's some people that brush it off and say, ah, oh, well, whatever, it's just <laughs> a bad day. Well, there are people who take it very, very seriously. So not only not only the blue light, um, you know, on those days of less sunlight, but also the very simple things that we can do in terms of ventilation and filtration. Get those HEPA filters into your homes and offices. Make your own Corsi Rosenthal box. And outside, do like the firefighters do. Get, get the filtration that makes you and your lungs feel the safest. Mm. N95 masks or elastomers are the ones that are going to protect your lungs best. Yeah. And the, the one thing we can't do, and I know you can you can try to work against climate change, et cetera, be an environment. I suppose there's that. But fi- we don't control the weather uh, on a daily basis. So you get what you get or you don't control the wildfires. Uh, those of us in our neighborhoods, you get what we get. So, you know, you know what kind of a mind? Well, what kind mm-hmm. of a mindset do, do you go in? What what do you can you can you power through some of that just on a, on a on an emotional level, on a, on a mental level? And how do you do that? I, I wouldn't say power through everything. I would say accept what is happening and commit to what your values are. Commit to what needs to be done. And also, you know, think about, uh, well, I heard stories of my pioneer grandparents going, walking 10 miles uphill to school in a freezing blizzard and 10 miles, 10 miles uphill back home again. And there is a little bit of that resiliency, but I don't even actually like the word resiliency. It's and, you know, it, it kind of has this suck it up feeling no matter what. So I would rather think of people being adaptable to the weather. You know, if it's pouring rain, we don't go outside without our raincoat and an umbrella and boots. Well, some people do, but that, that, that's their <laughs> choice, right? Yeah. But it's more of being adaptable. We're not going to send our kids to school in the winter without a winter jacket, mitts, and gloves. Although, of course, there's the teenagers who refuse to wear the hats <laughs> and the gloves anyway. So... It's, it's not so much powering through, it's accepting, it's being adaptable, it's being wise, it's doing what you need to do to get through it. 
Make a plan and be prepared, right? I mean, you have the backup plan. Exactly. Make that backup plan. Make the backup plan. You know, I I love kayaking on the reservoir in Calgary. I am not going to go when there's thunder and lightning. (laughs) You make up your backup plan. I'm not going to go camping if the air quality is really bad. We're not going to, you know, have another campfire and, and, and add to the problem. So within that, we do have to accept the disappointment and the boredom that can come from our plans not being able to be followed through. So we do have to have that backup plan of how do I deal with loneliness if Mm -hmm. I'm stuck at home alone again? How do I deal with the boredom? Although, interestingly, that's what I tell my teenage boys is deal with your own boredom. So always have backup plans of other things you can do, um, especially, and this is an interesting psychological fact, our hands have the highest amount of nerve endings, and so when we're doing things with our hands, being creative with our hands, whether it's baking, doing, you know, doing a crossword puzzle, a Sudoku, cross-stitch embroidery, something like woodworking, something with our hands can tap into a creative part of our brain and get us out of that boredom. Mm, great so advice. I always encourage people to have something creative to do. Great advice, Dr. Grace. Thank you so much. We'll have to leave it there this morning. We're okay, out of time. Sure. Appreciate the conversation. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Have a great day. Yeah, Take care. Dr. Angela Grace is a registered psychologist. And yeah, it's just when you're wrapping your heads around it, wrapping your head around it, it's like on a gloomy, rainy day. Some people love gloomy, rainy days. Mm-hmm. I love gloomy, rainy it's days. curl up with a book and hang out. Time, Absolutely. Right? Snuggle with the dogs or whatever. I don't want it for two weeks. No. <laughs> no, I don't. Right? I agreed. Like, I'm looking forward to going home and curling into bed and having a nap today and listening to the rain. I think that's going to be outstanding, but I want to be doing it for two weeks. Yeah. Guaranteed. Uh, we're going to do more when we come back. <laughs> Stick around. More of this morning coming up. This morning with Jalen Nye and Daryl McIntyre. Presented by Abe's Door Service. With 24-7 emergency service where you speak to an actual person. Visit abesdoor.ca. I'm a little surprised by that one. Rock the Casbah. When did that end up in our in our rotation? Sarah. Sarah. When did that show up? Yeah, I don't know. I just saw it this morning. Did you have any idea what you were about to play? Nope. Sometimes <laughs> I just throw these in and roll the dice. <laughs> and assume that they have been there's vetted a, for any four-letter friend getters. There's a lot of that because I there's a lot I don't have any idea what they are. <laughs> so I first listened to that tune, I think it was probably in high school. I was probably yeah. about 14, 15 years old. It was around, so my clash, my sex pistols days. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so that was kind <laughs> of the more extreme stuff. And on the other time. side, it was, you know, um, you know Howard Jones. No, I don't know. What, what's Howard Jones? You don't know Howard Jones. I have yeah, no idea what know, that is. You would know if you heard the songs, you would, he, you would know... Um, uh, he was the British guy with the quirky hair. Uh, no one is to blame. What is love? Things can only get better. It was a very 1984, 85, 86-ish, very high school for me. Maybe not for you because I'm not sure they were playing Howard Jones no. in the clubs. No, and I wasn't really in the clubs. And, so. yeah, I mean, this was kind is of that like that, that. What is love? No, 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 Don't no, hurt no, me. No, is that what no, that no. is? We'll no? get Sarah to play it here. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, so, yeah, so there was extremes, right? Like, as I said, there was a clash, the the Sex Pistols, uh, some of the other 
The Ramones I love, too. And then, then the you're new rebe- wavy you're stuff. You're a rebellious... Tell us about young Jalen Nye. Uh, a rebellious sort you know what? diving into the uh, the punk scene. You know what that was? That was when my parents got divorced. Ah, okay. When that my makes parents sense. split up mm-hmm. and angry, angry Jalen. Mm-hmm. That's what that was. So I would listen to that. And then my brother was really into Howard Jones because he was a little bit more of a sensitive boy. Um, and... Um, but we would listen to music together. We had a, a turntable, and I'd go into his room, and we had the albums, and we'd put them on, and so we'd put on some Howard Jones, and we'd put on the Pistols. Sort of share back, back and, and forth. forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was, uh, yeah, angsty, angsty uh, 14, 15-year-old Jalen. And I had, like, the, I, like, my hair was dyed, like, burgundy, like okay. a burgundy purple. Yes. And kind of had... I remember I, that shade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wore it kind of uh, for a while, probably at that time, because almost like straight up and back, like Grace Jones, like that yep. straight up mm-hmm. back. Oh, yeah. Before I went to the Molly Ringwald long curls, or the short curls, <laughs> but I, I did a whole time where it looked like I had the, the Grace Jones thing going on. Oh, yeah. Uh, do you the, have any pictures of that? Yeah, the pictures on my mom's wall at, at home are... Spectacular eye roll. I'm like, can you please get rid of some of these? No, no. no. Yeah. Well, it's a, there's a visual. I'm just trying to trying to picture it. Cool. Yeah. yeah I, I didn't have that kind of identity time, moments in 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 my life. So basically, grew up, listened to whatever music yeah. was popular in the day. So it was ACDC, Cars, yeah. ABBA, uh, Prism. So yeah. all over the place. But yeah, never never dived diving oh, yeah. into into hard metal. Which yeah. can also be an angsty sort oh, yeah. of world to go in. Never diving in, yeah. into the punk scene yeah. or just sort of missing those. Uh, you know, I ended up being late 70s, so I graduated in high school in 81. So it was 79, 80, 81 for high school. Well, guess yeah. what? That was the end of wrapping up disco. Yeah, yeah. So there was my world. So I'm, I'm more traumatized by having a high school uh, era in disco. Platform shoes and puka shells. Well, I did like the platform boots. Yeah, you I like those. I liked being six foot six. It was so, fun. So then we went from that like into Guns N' Roses. You think Guns N' Roses came out in 85, 86, and at that time, Hmm. so you remember that was like, wasn't it like Bob Doyle and his wife, and they were running to have all the warning labels put on the Guns N' Roses CDs Mm. and all that, and and my brother Jeff, because my brother and I, we were were pretty much on our own for a lot of that time. Um, There wasn't a whole lot of parental supervision for a few of those years, Hmm. and so we were doing what we wanted and listened to what we wanted, and we thought we were pretty bad. But, you know, ooh, we have a warning label, but we're going to listen to it anyway. Well, that just attracted you. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Just, even more. It's even better. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't listen oh, yeah. to the button. It's like, put, don't push this button. Yeah. Well, we're pushing we're this push button. button. We are pushing this button. It is funny <gasps> to hear some songs from the 70s, and you hear some of the lyrics in those, oh. and you go, well, why were they only trying to ban certain lyrics in the 80s yeah. or 90s or whatever? There was some, there was some raunchy oh, yeah. stuff back in the day, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Surprisingly so. That, so. Oh, yes. Yeah, so, so Appetite for Destruction for Guns N' Roses came out in 87. Okay, So that was about, right. you know, so again, so we were hitting like 17, 18. My brother was, you know, a year younger than I was. Uh, lies in 88, Use Your Loot. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And th- like own. I said, there were no parents around. <laughs> there were no parents around. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. and, and that era, I was and working, a pool. I was working. I was anchoring the news, so I wasn't really doing yeah. an awful lot of appetite oh, for destruction. Yes, I'm straight laced. That's what it oh, was. Yeah, straight laced, my. You know, <laughs> All right, yeah. my friends. It's seven twenty-four. Oh, oh, hang on. What? Goth Morley Scott. That was the best. Bet you he was goth back in the day. Uh, that was from the text line, by the way. I, Somebody's just imagining you I as a goth. Don't think so. <laughs>
I, was, I would have been goth when goth wasn't cool. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It. I just had a black shirt, man. I wasn't goth. Yeah, but that was all. Yeah. Eyeliner. Yikes. I love the visual. 